Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Book club! Okay, are you ready? This one might be the funner episode to do. I'm so ready. Hello everyone and welcome to another book club episode, the last one of this season and I'm back with my friend Kayla. Kayla, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I know the answer to this question, but I have to ask. <laughs> Kayla, do you like to read, and what is your relationship to reading? It's so funny, because, like, what if I said no? I feel like you're a liar, because I've seen <laughs> pictures of you reading. I've talked to you about books. <laughs> yeah, no, I love to read. And, you know, said this in the last podcast, but I'm a Pisces. I <laughs> escapism and you know I really like reading is something like nothing else that can just transport you into a different existence and I'm obsessed yeah (laughs) and you know I have a really good relationship with reading like this summer I've and it's so like I haven't read that many books but I'm like wow I've been reading so much because it sucks like when you get a full-time job like it's hard sometimes to pick up a book but this summer I've been really vibing with yeah Yeah, I was gonna say because we talked about this a little bit in the other episode where you were saying that at one point you were working at a restaurant and you had 20 hour work week and you felt very free and I remember pre my like first nine to five job out of college when I was working in the service industry and I was I was working as a sales associate in various stores or museums that was the time when I had my break and I would just read I, it was the first two years that I college, I read a hundred books a year because wow. I was just reading during my breaks or if I was standing on the floor and nobody noticed I had a book and I was reading and it was, yeah, it was escapism. It was like freeing to not have to talk to people. I didn't like, yeah, there's just something about it that was really great rather than feeling a little bit like a robot in a nine to five day. Yeah. Especially too. And like your job is reading a screen and stuff uh-huh. like. Yeah, it's just, it's super rough. So I'm really glad that this summer, and I hope it continues, I've actually been reading a lot because like I've taken like really long breaks from reading and it always like really bums me out when I'm not in the middle of a book and this whole summer I've been like in the, in the middle of a book. Um, And so it's been, it's been really great, but I will say like my relationship to reading has not always been that way because, um, when I was younger, I actually like struggled a lot with reading and like I was put in classes because I was really behind. And so I like just had this like really negative like vibe towards mm-hmm. reading. And you know, the books that really like taught me to love reading was, do you, did you ever read the Magic Treehouse books? Hell yes. yes. Dude. Oh, I- literally those books are what got me into reading like I love those books like if I ever talk about escapism yes I know they they go to such cool places and like uh every book it just was so good Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was like what really flipped like flipped the script for me and when I was um a teenager I loved reading like so much yeah like I was that was probably like the height of my reading and did you feel the way the same way when you were in like an English class reading or is it was it just personally like at home (laughs) it was just personally at home I like and it's so funny because I went through this stage in my life and I I we've talked about this before because like we're adults who read YA um but I was like I was like there was a, a point in my life I think like freshman year of college maybe like senior year of high school where I was like I have to read like Kurt Vonnegut or like blah 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 to like like that's what I have to read is like literature and I would like buy all these books and I would never read them mm-hmm. and then I was like no more I'm only buying books that like <laughs> I know <laughs> are going to like be my and it does not Literally. have to be 
this like metaphoric, like literary masterpiece that I have to analyze. Like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, I, de- I agree with you. I've had this conversation with multiple friends. I've actually had this conversation on this podcast, especially when I'm recommending books to other people or when I'm giving like rating books for myself on like my story graph app because I'm now using that instead of Goodreads because Goodreads is owned by I Amazon. I was Story Graph is a woman-owned business. Yeah. Well, isn't that crazy? And they sell the reviews. You would love Story Graph too because, and yeah. I'm only just now thinking about this, but it gives you like stats. So it'll tell me the moods that I'm like most reading or the genre that I'm most reading or whatever. The mood one is the one that got me because I was like, oh, am I really reading that much? angsty or romancy or whatever it may be and I was it's I so it yeah it's I, so I, great I saw that stuff about um what is it goodreads mm-hmm. um and I was just like oh ew I don't yeah. I mean I didn't go on goodreads I would go on it to get rec like to read reviews mm-hmm. but I would never like post or say yeah. what I'm doing but yeah I saw that and I was like oh no so yeah yeah story- yeah storygraph my only suggestion and I think it'd be the same for any kind of platform like that would be like, I'd love to be able to message people that way because now I started to use it interactively with my friends. But to do that, to like read a review or to look at like how many stars I'm giving a book, I like think about it and I'm like, it's a five-star book for me or it's a four-star book for me. And then I think like, I'm a little, not embarrassed, but I'm a little like, what it, well, is it five stars because it like somehow enlightened my life? And I'm like, no, it's five stars because it was fucking entertaining. It was so well-written. I love this character. Yeah. And I think that that has to be good enough rather than picking up Tolstoy. Like, I think. Yes, I agree. Enjoying it. Yeah. And to each their own, if like you're into the like, because there are people who are gen- mm-hmm. gen- you know, yeah. genuinely interested in like literary, like, and like, yeah. that's totally cool. It's just not me. And so, like, I think once I had that, like, flip, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, now I can read freely. Like, <laughs> Yeah, read what you want to read, whatever that may be. And whatever. if that's a classic, great. And if it's Captain Underpants, great. I like, loved Captain Underpants when I was a Childhood kid. staple. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great. So what are some of your favorite books? Um, So I know we connect on this. And... Um, cause it's really hard for me to like pick a favorite book. Cause I feel like every time after I finished reading a book, I'm like, I was obsessed. I love that. Like everything mm-hmm. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so like, I remember someone told me that they're like, you say everything is your favorite. I was like, I do. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my favorite like book series is the Maze Runner series. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with like dystopian sci-fi type novels. That was like my bread and butter. Um, and like nothing compares to the Maze Runner series. Like it is 10 out of 10 and the ending is so good. Mm-hmm. Like it is just an amazing, amazing series. It was so good. Did you like the movies? So... <laughs> I watched the first movie. I got so angry that I didn't watch the rest. And I should really go back and watch the rest. But then I, I went Even to- just as their own. Yeah, as their own thing. And I, because mm-hmm. also to like Effie from Skins, I forget her like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, but the. I'm wrong. I can already I was obsessed it. when they put uh-huh. her. I was like, oh my God. I, like, I love Skins. Like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. Also, um, Dylan O'Brien. Oh yeah. Top tier. Yeah. So I really just didn't give them a chance. And I think it was because I was too obsessed with the books. And then, so I went through this thing where I was like, I should go back and watch the movies. But then I was like, but I need to reread the books. Like I want to like read the books and then watch the movie, which I do. Now I don't know if you should. I wonder if now you should just do one and then wait a year or two and do the other. Like, I know. Well, so I did that with Harry Potter. I don't know if, like, you know this about me, but I did not read Harry Potter until I was, like, 23. That's and a little like, surprising, actually. I never watched any of the movies, nothing, because um, I wasn't really into fantasy. Interesting. But it was such a phenomenon was, of our generation. I, oh, like, I'm surprised I that know. it didn't just suck you in by accident. No, it missed me. I don't know what happened. And so, like... What happened was I was driving to Utah and I was like, what am I supposed to do for three days of driving? So I started listening to, I listened to the first three audiobooks. Wow. Harry Potter. 
got obsessed. I, I watched all three of the movies when I got there. And then I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a book and then I'm going to watch a movie. Oh. And I have done that for every single one, except I have not read the seventh. I still don't know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. What do you mean? <laughs> Did you watch the movie? No, I haven't watched the, the last two movies. You sound like my sister, Mo. Like you sound like Morgan. It's unreal. <laughs> like just read yeah she hasn't finished Percy Jackson like just fucking read the end of the book I know and now it's been so long and I'm like well I need to at least have a movie marathon before I pick up the seventh book because it's it's been so long since I've read oh that's what you should do then I'm gonna tell you it's a good ending like don't worry I know I don't and but that was a great I'm so glad I waited that long in life because really It was just, it was great to experience as an adult. And like, cause that's like one of those books that you probably like series that you want to go back and read for the first time. Like I was reading it for the first time and everybody else had read it. So like, I was talking to people about it. They're like, I'm so jealous of you. And I was like, yeah. So interesting. Cause I've had that conversation with people and like, we go back, like the people who, who literally like myself grew up as each book came out, each movie came out, like we grew up reading it and like my reading level grew up with it like my mom reading the first book to us and then the seventh book I read by myself like and it's so interesting because I I've had this conversation where my friends and I are like oh I'm sure we wouldn't have the same experience if it if we had picked it up as an adult I'm sure we would have thought because I've reread like the first book a couple times and it is a little bit more juvenile than like the older books and so like I that's nice to know that you had a great experience in your 20s reading it for the first time yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I don't know how it would have been as a child, but I will mm-hmm. say it stands the test. I mean, people yeah. it. it's a phenomenon for a reason. Yeah, it's unfortunate um, that the author turned into be the person she is because it just like way to just kick everybody in the key. everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some points you just have to like separate it. Yeah, especially nowadays, like yeah, <laughs> everybody's yeah, truly. Um, I so what house are you? Uh, well, okay. I know what house you are. And even if I didn't know, I know, but I'd because like you to guess mine. Okay. I think you're Ravenclaw. No, although that's <laughs> flattering. No, I'm a Gryffindor. Uh, I almost said Gryffindor. That was like the first mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, I'm a Slytherin. Obviously. Um, well, and so this is so funny because, okay, so I've taken the Pottermore quiz. I've made multiple emails and uh-huh. I've taken like seven times, every time Slytherin. Yes. And then there was this one quiz where it had like 97 questions or something and it would give you percentages of each thing it was yeah 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 I got 97 percent and I was like because I was convinced I was like I'm not a Slytherin (laughs) I know it's so funny and like my my gripe with Harry Potter is that it is anti-Slytherin propaganda Yes, it is. I know because not all Slytherins can be evil and not all I know. evil people are Slytherins, yeah. you know, like, but like, I wonder if it was written nowadays or it, written maybe for a young adult audience rather than a more younger adult yeah, audience, like so. get black and white, like there would yeah. be some gray. Cause I think obviously when you're writing a story, there has to be like, doesn't have to, but there's always like a good guy and a bad guy. And I think like to make it very obvious, that's what they did. But I agree because I think that that's not fair to the people. The way you describe the house is like, you know, it's cunning. And that doesn't always mean that you're bad, you know, yeah. like, so yeah. And like, and I know so many Slytherins. Like, I'm, I'm intense. I'm determined. Yeah. Like yeah. I love to win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I get that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what is your preferred genre to read now? Oh, uh, I think ro- I I love a good romance. I do. I love a good romance. And that's how I was when I was younger, too. When I was a teenager, like, YA romance. And that's why I loved all the dystopian books, too, because a lot of times they had romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you still got, like, the adventure in it, I think. Yeah, yes. no, I, I'm I'm a big fan as well. Um, I'm not a big romance book reader. I'm starting to get into it, but I love a good romance in another story. Like yeah. that get, gets me. That's how I am with anime too. So like my favorite like animes are um, that it has a romance, but it's part of like some other like mythical type story. Yeah. And it still stands on its own with like how good it is. 
Like mm-hmm. I like I like that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So how far into a book do you get before you put it down? Or do you always read the book all the way through? I do not always read. I have so many half-read books. And I was so happy when I like met people who read a lot when they're just like, no, that's like a thing. And I was like, so I don't have to feel ashamed. And they're like, when you start a show, do you always finish it? And I was like, no, you're right. I don't. Yeah. Um, a quarter of the way, I can push through. But halfway, if I'm not in it, like, donezo, I can't. Like, yeah. it's, it's over. Yeah. Would you ever come back to it if a bunch of people were like, Kayla, it's so good. You need to finish it. Yeah, I would. I would say the exception to that rule actually is, um, I don't know if you've ever read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I haven't. That book, it's a difficult read. Um, yeah, I've heard. But in, in the beginning, it's like, what is going on? What is happening? Like, it's really setting up. But the the quarter of the, once you get three, mm-hmm it's through like it is the most insane book ever it's so good it's so really yeah like I would if you want it I can give it to you like it's like it's really good it just takes a while to get into and that was a book that I think I pushed yeah because I was more apt to push myself I think I was a teenager when I read it Mm. um either a teen or like in college yeah um and yeah I really pushed myself to read that book and I'm very glad I did yeah. Sometimes I, I, I've said this before on this podcast. Sometimes I skim through books if it's, and, and I can get the gist of it. And that's truly so that I don't put it down. Cause otherwise I will. Um, and that sometimes requires like rereading certain parts, but that's like my own fault. But yeah, I, I need a good setup though. I was having that conversation with a friend of mine after finishing a recent, um, mystery book called the couple next door it was good. And ultimately I enjoyed it. However, I felt like the first third of it was so much background and build up that didn't feel like it was building up to anything. And I was like, you got to drop me some Easter eggs. Like I need some red herrings. Like I need something to keep me. And then yeah. the last third of it was like, boom, 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 twist, 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 like reveal, reveal, reveal. And I was like, you, I needed more of that kind of throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you always finish books? No. Okay. I skim them or it's interesting. I skim them or I've I put never them down. Heard say they skim books. Well, so it <laughs> started. Not, eh. It started because I felt bad that I wasn't finishing them, and I, and there's some like if I really don't like it or it's not for me, I'll put it down, and it is what it is. If it's a book that everybody else has been like, Kendall, it's so good. You have to read, which happened for a mystery last year that my friend suggested. And they were like, you're going to love it. Like you have to. And I was like, this is not like, how far in do I have to get to like it? And they're like, no, just keep reading. I was like, okay. And I ended up skimming it. But I think that that came from the fact that I wanted, I, I still wanted to know what happened. Like I was interested enough, but like, I felt like reading it and taking the time to read every piece of it, like wasn't not a waste of my time, but I could be reading something that I personally enjoyed more, but I still want to know what happened with the story. And so mm-hmm. I skimmed it. Or sometimes I've now done that with books that are like, I, I listen to the audiobook of books that I kind of want to skim because um, I can make the audiobook at like two point speed and like oh, speed yeah, yeah, through yeah. it. And, and I'll still be working and doing other things. So I feel like I'm accomplishing things while I'm listening to it. So I've also started doing that as well. And I, cause I still, I want the story, like I want to finish it, but it's just not hitting me and I can't like read every word. Oh, well. I'm impressed by that. Let's talk about some of your favorite tropes. <laughs> All right. What are some of your favorite tropes, whether it's a romance trope or like plot themes that you like or themes in books that you like character you know attributes whatever it may be like what are some things that you love in books I mean enemies to lovers (laughs) every day (laughs) like oh my god that's why I mean I'm reading so I'm reading fourth wing oh that was gonna be one of my suggestions I was waiting till we recorded this to tell you because I know Um, you said that and I was like I'll just wait till the episode and then we'll talk about it it's I go 
it and I am obsessed with the enemies to lovers like people fast forward if you don't want any spoilers on fourth wing I'm giving you all a heads up right now but yeah no Satan like oh I can't wait until they make this movie because they're going to because it's not to they have to talk but about yeah. a romance that stands on its own in a story. Yeah. So I'm obsessed and I love the, and here's another trope in it. And it, it reminds me a lot of, I mean, Zayden's very different than Peta, but like kind of like the, the weird love triangle where she has like this best friend. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a team Peta shirt. Like I was, I, I was so mad when people like said team Liam and I was just like, you just like him because he's hot. Like, <laughs> and I was like, Josh Hutcherson's hot too. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, this, this freaking book, man. And what really got me was threshing. Like when the threshing happened and she got the big dragon, cause I thought she was just going to get the little one. I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> like uh, both, I was both? like, yes. No, that's where it really like I was obsessed. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I am like deeply enjoying that. Enemy lovers, another one. Wait, wait, wait. How I have to still like we still have to touch on fourth wing. How far into it are you? I just got to the part where um the unbonded like tried to like kill her and like. Zayden like came and like you know okay 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 like all that drama so yeah that's that's where I'm at I'm like more than a little bit more than halfway through okay okay Um, when you finish it I have so many thoughts now because I do think what you said about like a love triangle the thing I love about this one in particular or I think any love triangle is there's a growth where you saw what love could have been when she was a kid or younger and then seeing her grow out of that love into something more for her and like more to her like I think that's beautiful yeah and I think that sometimes a love triangle it's not my favorite trope because when it's like right down the middle of who that person can end up with kind of like messes with me because I feel like it should be a clear and that's not always true but like I I think it helps yeah character development yeah I really like the way that this one is playing out um and I mean I'm obsessed with Zayden like I'm so into that vibe um like you know act like you're gonna kill me um because I'm toxic um yeah so I love enemies lovers another one that's like not as like deeply enemies lovers but it kind of is adjacent like I was obsessed with beach read like Mm. beach read I read it when I had COVID Mm -hmm. because I was like forced in the house and I read it in like a day and a half I was obsessed with that book. And so by Emily Henry. Emily Henry. Yeah. So I haven't been too much into her other books as much, but Beach Read was, was it for me? Yeah. Same. Um, So yeah, I think that's one that I'm like, really a trope I'm really, really obsessed with. I think another trope is like all the, and this is what's so surprising about Maze Runner because it's, um, like a male lead there is like the other girl but like so that helps a little bit but like female dystopian where she's like the main like hero like I was I was obsessed with like yeah. I loved that so yeah, yeah. it was very empowering I think as a kid yeah, yeah. I and I love that and I loved it in Maze Runner because it was especially in the first book like she is the only female and so like she really she carries her own. I think it gives us a little bit of empowerment. I think it, 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 there's something about it that's like very strong and very powerful. And I like loved that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm super into that. I love, I I don't think this is like, it's like a trope kind of, but like it, and it kind of leans into enemies lovers. I love like grumpy, angry men (laughs) falling in love with like very sweet, angelic women. (laughs) Um, I love those love stories. Um, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so, all I can think about it, like for tropes is like romance, but yeah, I yeah. love romance. <laughs> and how how do you feel about like certain plot themes? So do you like a quest? Do you like a forbidden kingdom? Do you like a memory loss that has to come back? A heist? Uh, you know those kind of things. 
I'm not like super into a heist. Um, I do like a good like mystery. So like a detective on a quest to solve Mm -hmm. a murder. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I think Girl Drawing Tattoo is like really good. Yeah. Love a great plot twist. I do love quests. I don't, I don't read them as often. I don't really read fantasy like that. Like, which is why I never read Harry Potter mm-hmm. growing up. And then Fourth Wing is literally like the only other fantasy book I've ever read. Um, but I do enjoy a good game of D&D. So. Okay. So then to go into the next part, I'm going to give you some book suggestions. And truly, I've been like writing them down also on a sticky note. I had a couple saved and I was going to like run through them all. Well, Fourth Wing was my number one. However, that has already been Yes. Read and read. And well, I'm you very happy for you. Me. I saw you reading it and I was like, this has been everywhere. I need to, because I was about to finish my other book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I need to buy Fourth Wing. I just and it's it. totally worth it. And the next one only comes out in like November. So Wait, the next one isn't out yet. No, it's in November, but like that's better than us waiting another year. I know, so. but I thought it was already out. <laughs> I got to reevaluate my life. I was <laughs> and like, there's no. supposed to be five books, I think. Oh, amazing. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> um, I was going to say, when it comes to dystopian things, have you ever read Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard? No, I have not. I think you would like that one. I think it's very interesting. It's basically fantasy dystopian. So like it's in more of a kingdom style. And like there are people that are born, born with red blood that are regular people and people born with silver blood. And the ones with silver blood have abilities powers and so it's kind of um looking at like the power structure between people and like someone being less than and then one character ends up having red blood and a power and so all of a sudden the power imbalance there world's at war that one's very good this one I've been waiting it was the one on my list I think I sent you and my sister the cover because there's like a cow girl on it and I thought yeah 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 yeah. and I was like oh you guys have that like tattoo I think that'd be cute it's called Outlawed by Anna North and it takes place in 1894 and basically the main character becomes an outlaw because she cannot have children and Uh so her town like banishes her and she joins the hole in the wall gang which is a gang of misfits and she kind of goes on this journey to learn about like female fertility and why that is and you know, where her place in the world is. And I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. The cover's phenomenal. Um, but I, just because I didn't, doesn't mean you won't. And I thought that might be something that would interest you. Yeah. And then this one I thought was interesting and just like to shake up your list. It's called Sign Here by Claudia Lux. And uh-huh. it's kind of two people's perspectives so the first one is this guy who is dead and he works in hell and basically his job is to get you to sign your life and your soul away to him Uh and that's how he like works up the corporate ladder (laughs) and his whole thing is he's trying to get somebody or multiple people in this one family to the Harrison family to sign away their soul to him and then the next perspective is the Harrison family and you're kind of learning about them. And within their story is kind of a mystery and within his is a mystery of like who he is and his possible path back to earth. Um, And so it's very interesting. It was a quick read and it was a very interesting. interesting. Yeah. It was like a new concept that I hadn't heard of. And so I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then finally for a love story, because the movie came out on Amazon Prime in August, is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh my gosh. Okay. Does Mo read these books? Or no, am I imagining? Mo doesn't read. Yes, she does. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, she she's literally a fan <laughs> Yeah, if it's a fanfic. Otherwise, she literally sat on this podcast and I gave her a list and she was like, um, I'm not going to read those. And I was like, you're the worst. I but, saw that red, white, and royal blue. So game. I've watched the movie twice already. Um, really? Yeah, because yeah, it was just so darn cute. And both char- main characters, I think, had great chemistry and I think did a very good job. They're also both very hot. So Yeah. yeah. Um, but the book I remember reading like a year or two ago and really, I- I'm not a big romance novel person, but like I really enjoyed 
the author's writing. Like, I think the banter was really well done. I think the story is, if for those of you who hadn't, haven't watched the movie yet or read the book, it's basically the Prince of England falls in love with the son of the U.S. president. Oh my god! It's their love story. I'm obsessed with that, <laughs> and it's and it does play into I think some of the things you would be interested in, which is like politics and social yeah. issues, and like the um you know their identity and how they identify like their sexuality and and just kind of coming into their own. And I think it's so beautiful. It's I like wish it was real because it's just like so beautiful and sweet. It was very well written, and I really enjoyed it, and it was a good time. And the movies were really good. So Dang, yeah, it makes me want to read it, especially now that there's a movie so I can read it before. Yeah. And I'm glad that the movie was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think there was a lot that was different. I'll say that much, like even within characters that weren't formed into the movie and like scenes. However, I still enjoyed it. And I think, I mean, I know that I read online that they like filmed some scenes that didn't even make the movie. Like there was, cause it was a two hour movie and it felt oh. like it went by in 50 minutes. Wow. So I can't even imagine what didn't make it just time wise. And it could have been longer, but I really enjoyed it. I think it's like going to be a comfort movie for me. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I really loved all the actors in it. I think they all did really great. And it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the final one is one that a friend of mine told me about in her episode this season called End of Nature. I haven't read it, but she said it really impacted the way that she saw the world and climate change. And oh, you know, I don't know if I can read that. this. <laughs> and somebody who already knows, I wondered if it would either make it worse for you or yeah. enlighten you. For the audience, um, a, a, a book suggestion about climate change mm. that I it's like really amazing is um all you can save it all it's you can save. a collection of essays and poems and things like that from um women who are on the front lines of climate activism oh, wow. it was edited by ayana johnson and i'm forgetting who else because i just i know her really well because um she has a podcast and i've also seen her ted talks and stuff mm-hmm. but it's um it's a book about climate change that will make you feel hopeful um, it it talks about serious topics but i think also too because like women are leading the environmental space and so it's really cool to have that collection of um essays and there's like guided things like if you want to you know do a book club and have mm-hmm. like I did a book club with like a bunch of sustainability people with this book but it's it's a great book mm, <laughs> so, okay I'll write it down yeah that's like a, a positive one <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not sure how positive this one is but my friend really liked it and so I'm glad she liked it. that yeah yeah I don't and know she- it. <laughs> yeah she said she read it at like a younger age too so I think it gave her oh, a different yes. perspective like we've said before in your other episodes kids and young people are very influenced and feel you know very much like they can save the world and so to read something like that and learn that at that age is great yeah no that is great yeah but those are my recommendations for you I think talking to you more I I didn't know I had so many in me but I was like oh, these are these are great <laughs> ones I think you'd enjoy and I I wonder if both of us will get into reading more fantasy. <laughs> I know, right? Fourth Ring is really pulling it out of me right now. So, like, no. it's just amazing. Yeah. Okay. Another one. I, after I read Fourth Wing, I was kind of like, well, I read Carnival, and that was another suggestion. And I was like, well, what am I going to read? Legendborn is another one that I finished reading like a month ago, maybe within this month. And it really, First of all, it has a completely different, like I had a completely different experience reading it as a white woman because the main character is a black woman. And she, I think she's actually like a teenager and she goes to this college and she kind of unintentionally joins this, like unintentionally intentionally joins a secret society that is Mm -hmm. predominantly white and predominantly male in this, I think she's in North Carolina, North Carolina college. And it, the society is, has like, you know, magic and powers and whatnot. And it kind of comes from the King Arthur times. And she's trying to find her place in there while also visiting her heritage and her ancestors and their place in, in, in that story and this whole history. And I think it does a very good job of 
talking about different experiences and playing into a little bit of history while still yeah. being a fun romance and fantasy style book. Ooh, so that, that one I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the next one I'll read because I'll be like on a fantasy type kick. Yeah. You know what? So the two books that I read before uh, Fourth Wing this summer um, by Taylor Jenkins Reed. I forgot. Yeah. Of Evelyn Hugo. Wow. 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 Great book. And then I also read Daisy Jones and the Six. And I think Mm -hmm. I want to read all of her books because she is such an amazing writer. Like, I love the way that she writes. I'm just so, especially uh, Seven Husbands, like, the way I was just captivated during that whole book, like, and she's like, kind of like what you're talking about. She puts those little Easter eggs throughout Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like those kind of authors, I wonder how they plan out their writing like that. I want to see. Yeah. She is a phenomenal, like, and it's, it's weird. Cause it's like nothing like, I would say like profound, like, I don't want to say like, it's not profound. It's just such good writing. And mm-hmm. I can't like put my finger on like what I love so much about. It. I think too, the way she writes is very concise and to the point. Like, mm. I don't know how she writes the way that she does, but she does. Like yeah. Daisy Jones and the Six was really good. And mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna read all of her books because I just love the way that she writes. That um, one has been like on everybody's list for the last like year or two. It's- you know what's so funny is that when, so I was like going back and forth because reading the back of the book, I was like, I don't even need into this. And I was like, I was with my boyfriend and we were buying books at Barnes and Noble. And I was just like, I don't know if I should buy this book, but I think I'm going to grab it. And literally three people before I left the store made a comment like that book's so amazing. That book's so amazing. That book's, and I was like, okay, it's a sign. As I'm checking out the checkout yeah. lady, I was like, this book, I can't even explain. It's so good. And I was like, okay, right, guys, I'll get the book. Yeah. That happened when I picked up Fourth Wing. And yeah. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I am going to do this because it's really popular. And like, I haven't read fantasy in a while. And like, if, if everybody's, if it's as good as everybody says it is, then right. like, this might help me branch into that other genre again. And so I started listening on audiobook and as you know, there are moments that are steamy and moments that are like dramatic. And I was sitting at my desk at my office and I was like, are my AirPods in or is this out loud? I can't tell. And I was just like, <laughs> I, and then I couldn't, I wanted to read it for myself. And so then yeah. I bought the book and everybody stopped me on the way out and we're like, this is so good. Oh, I love this. What? And I was like, damn, this must be a good book. And it I really was. I honestly gasped multiple times, like at the pool or like, I was like, I was reading last night and it was when the unbonded came in mm-hmm. and I was just like, I guess I was like, <gasps> and like my boyfriend was just like, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. I also found, and I said this before on one of the other episodes, I found that the funniest thing was I was re- like, because I listened to it first, the minute I picked up the book to read those, some of those names a lot, I was like, huh, forgot this about fantasy, but like, I didn't read that the way that then it was said in my ear. And I was like, damn. I'm totally reading a lot of the names wrong. And now I'm like, maybe I should listen to the audiobook just so I can hear the names, especially with like the dragons. <laughs> oh my God. The dragon ones were the ones that I was like, I didn't not at all say this right. Yeah. 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 But it was funny. Oh, Wait, is it, is it Rhiannon or is it Rihanna? Because I'm reading it as Rhiannon, like yeah. Wood song. I'm pretty sure that's how it was read in the audio book. Okay. okay. It's, I was like, I which I'm going to guess has to be right, but I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So what's a book that you would like to read again for the very first time? <laughs> it's a beach read by Emily Henry. Really? I to, yeah. I would love to read that book again for the first time. Like it was a 10 out of 10 experience. <laughs> And I was like deeply ill when I was reading it. And I was like, this is saving my life. (laughs) And have you ever read Carly Fortune's books? Like every summer after? No, I'm writing. I personally, like every summer after I love, I think even more than I loved Emily Henry's books. Like that book I read in the car during road trip in a day. And I was just, it was so good. And I gave, I actually, Jamila has my copy of it to read so just steal it so 
Yeah. And I think after I gave it to her, I literally bought a copy because I was like, I don't know when I'll see this again. And like, I, I realized in that moment, I'm not somebody that will lend people my books. Like they're my children and I just want them (laughs) like go to your library. I can't like, I need to know where they are. I am. So I'm like the opposite. Like I, I pass my books around and if they don't come back, I'm okay. But I totally get that. I feel that way about like certain things. Yeah. Which speaking of, because now I've started annotating my books a little bit more. I definitely don't know if I would give them up. But the other one that I thought about for you, because of how much we talked about reality TV and like personality types and whatnot in the first episode, there is a book called Unlikable Female Characters, The Women That Pop Culture Wants You to Hate. And it truly looks and the the author is also a podcast host. She hosts the podcast, The Final Girl podcast, and it's very good. It's about horror films and they do a great short series on all the screen movies and it's so good I bet did Jamila tell you how we went at comic-con we went to a um I don't think it's the same girl but it's a girl who has a horror podcast who was talking about a women in horror and did this whole like presentation it was the most amazing thing that I've ever like it was so good this I want to listen to this like what's the podcast called final okay So the podcast is called The Final Girls and it, within it, Anna Bogutskia, I'm so sorry if I butchered her last name, but she does a set of episodes about every Scream movie Uh with like two guests that, and they talk about them and dissect them and their dissection of them made me rewatch them and redo my order of how much I love them. And her book is really interesting because it truly looks at the different kind of stereotypes that are women that are portrayed on women in film so it's like the shrew the um Mm -hmm. bitch the crazy one whatever and it kind of looks at them and looks at their male counterparts and um I annotated the hell out of my book and I loved it it was so good and I'm about to start reading it's called men women and chainsaws and so tech it's the book that I guess if I'm not mistaken, coined the term the final girl. And I'm like very interested because I like love the idea of a final girl and dissecting whether or not it's a feminist trope. But yeah, yeah. so I can't believe I forgot that one on the list, but I think you would really enjoy that one. Okay. Do you think you have final girl energy? Like, do you think you'd be a final girl? I like to think so. And then there are some things that I do in life, like microwaving super glue that really make me question (laughs) yeah I, not. <laughs> I wish I had final girl energy but I don't think I do I think that I would get killed but I would not be the first killed mm-hmm. I think I would make it pretty far but I wouldn't make it to the end I definitely <laughs> think I would make it pretty far yeah I don't I, I yeah I don't know I feel like I need to think about it a little bit more because I think historically the final girl it has like certain tropes yeah, that are yeah. stupid now yeah. but I think that I'm resourceful enough that maybe and I think that I'm smart enough that maybe but I don't know see like I think I would be um I forget what her name is in the first screen how can I forget it but her like Tatum I would be Tatum like really Yes, like I would like go out and get the beer and then he'd be like, I don't feel like oh, I'm so scared. And then like I I would die in that like weird way. Really? I yeah. think I'd be Randy in the second movie. Like I think I'd be oh, on the phone cussing out the killer, being like, Yeah, come and get me, bro. Find me. And then all of a sudden getting pulled into a van and like I that's it. So sad about Randy. It was devastating. Yeah. And I hope it's not the last one because I I am I'm interested enough that I could watch. I don't think it will be. Yeah, like I love a 90s slasher. Like it really just, and the comedy that hits with it too, I think is just, I mean, the Scream movies are my comfort movies. Like yeah. truly, like I will sit down and watch them just to make me feel better. No, they're they're amazing. And I think also too, like we're in a horror renaissance right now. Mm. Like, have you noticed that? Horror is, it's coming back in like yeah. such an amazing way. No, I think we're seeing this like new appreciate, like real true appreciation for like really good horror films. And I just, I, I want to get into it a little bit more, I think. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to lie. I listen to a lot of true crime and there's like a lot, 
it's so hard, like the ethics of true crime and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's very intriguing to me. But yeah. I don't know if I'll leave this in the podcast because we've talked for so long about it. But <laughs> talking about the ethics of true crime, I went to a panel at the National Book Festival this like a couple weekends ago. And they I saw a panel that kind of discussed that. One of the books I got is called Evidence of Things Unseen, True Crime in an Era of Reckoning by Sarah Weinman. Uh And it's kind of about that and like the society and how we take true crime, the stories that are not told that don't get, you know, because it's not blonde, blue eyed Mm -hmm. girl that goes missing. And I'm really interested to read about it. Um, Also, Night Swim by Megan Golden is one that is kind of a series where it's this true crime podcaster. It's fiction, like mystery, and she like solves a bunch of crimes Mm -hmm. and like talks about true crime. And that's really interesting. Anyway, back on track. Yes. So if you wrote a book about your life, what would the title be? Don't bother making plans. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because literally nothing in my life has gone to plan. And it's so amazing that way. <laughs> like, the universe is always like, girl, like, yeah, the plan. And it, they're like, I am perpetually in the present like I can't think like five days ahead Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of bad but like I especially I think COVID made it even worse where I was like who knows the next day there could be a pandemic (laughs) that I just like I I don't bother making plans I am a deep go with the flow type person um it's funny because um my boyfriend right now he's like really like the planner and it works out so well because I'm just like plan it I'll be there (laughs) (laughs) tell me when and where I just like don't have any like I'm just like I'm down to clown do it I'm down to do whatever um and so yeah I would say don't bother making plans I love that the title that's a good one (laughs) and so what's the last really good book you read we talked about it but I think um seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo was a, a a fantastic book that I could not recommend like if people have not read it yet and they're just like I keep hearing about this book like it really does live up to the hype yeah read it and what's on your list to read next um I have a really hard time reading nonfiction, but there's a lot of nonfiction books that I really want to read and um mm-hmm. all about love by bell hooks mm. I've heard so much about and she writes about this concept of love and how society views love how is it to like search for love in this like patriarchal um you know racist society and I want to read like all of mm-hmm. the books writings mm-hmm. um I just sometimes have such a hard time picking up a a nonfiction book but I've heard it's amazing I mean if you have a hard time sometimes nonfictions are hard for me to read and because I want the escapism of like being mm-hmm. somewhere else right and I think I find it's a lot easier with audiobooks because it's like listening to a podcast that is so true I didn't that is such great advice maybe I'll listen to it yeah. as an audiobook I don't know why sometimes I think if I listen to it as an audiobook then I didn't really read it which is like obviously okay basically read it but like people can shut up I still got the story so why are you mad yeah like, exactly no that's great advice. yeah no yeah that really helps me I think reading I would say nonfiction and mysteries are my favorite to listen to an audiobook because it keeps me interested that way. Yeah. Okay. And so what are you reading now? (laughs) We were talking about it, but I'm reading Fourth Wing (laughs) and I'm obsessed (laughs) and I'm really upset that the second book isn't already out because I thought it was. (laughs) November. You like here before you know it. Listeners. But I'm almost done (laughs) is like I'm like over halfway and like what am I gonna do when I like this might be one of the very few books that I reread come October 1st I might be reading this one again like that's how I think about it oh my gosh it's funny by the time your ep- this episode comes out everybody we have recorded this a couple months behind by the time it comes out the book will be out FYI oh my gosh that's hilarious okay uh-huh. so by this time listeners when you are listening to this I will be reading <laughs> next book (laughs) it will be better yeah I'm stoked I like I haven't felt this engaged in in something like this in a long time so I'm excited about it yeah and I want everybody to read it so that I have more people to talk to about it 
other than me and Kayla sitting here. Uh, before we go, I want to leave you and the listeners with another thing that I kind of learned about and I haven't attended one yet, but I saw on Instagram that they have these things called silent book clubs. And I know that they have one in DC. I don't know if there's maybe one in Maryland. I think so. There's like three in our area, but basically, and I'll send it to you. But from my understanding is basically a bunch of people gather in a like bar or a coffee shop and just socialize or sit there and read by themselves. And like, it's just oh, this joint so event. I want to do it. I think it it'd be super coming. cool. Oh my God, we should go. I'm yeah, so I think it's no. the second, it's the second to last or the last Wednesday of every month. And I don't, I don't have Facebook anymore. So I can't log on to the one for the DC area to see where it is. I'll send it to you and you tell me where and when, but I think that that's a great idea because not everybody's going to sit around for a book club and actually read like the same book together. Although I think that's lovely. And so I think something like that, where you just sit around and read together seems really cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. We'll do it. Let's do it. Kayla, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for doing this. I had such a good time. Me too. I really appreciate it. I had such an awesome time. We should hang more. I know. We should definitely do the silent book. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Ah, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for listening. This is the end of the third season. I will be going on a hiatus again for about a month or so, and then hopefully coming back with the next season. But thanks everybody. Bye, everyone. Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app. The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app, and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. November is our fantasy month with One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig, followed by December's pick, which is one of the popular books of 2023, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, which is now a show on Apple TV. I'll be doing a poll on Instagram to pick our January book, whose category is a dystopian or sci-fi story. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficial book club pod. So download the Fable app to join the unofficial book club and read alongside me and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficial book club pod to be updated on any future book club picks. If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode. And any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.